Thank you for joining us at Conversations to Inspire. I am your host, Teresa Moore. There are many facets of our mind-body-spirit connection. In this episode, we dive deeper into the power of our intuition. Our guest is Dallas Cullimer. Dallas is an intuitive, and he helps others through his practice called Dallas James LLC, where he offers intuitive personal coaching and intuitive readings. I encourage you to learn more at DallasJamesLLC.com and DallasJamesLLC on Instagram. In this episode, Dallas explains his intuitive gift and how he incorporates his intuitive abilities into his life coaching practices. We discuss the difference between the conscious and subconscious minds and the beauty of allowing the conscious mind to quiet and slow, therefore offering the subconscious mind and our intuition the opportunity to come through and guide our lives. Dallas teaches us how he allows his intuition to guide his coaching and readings and how we can focus more on allowing our own intuition in our own lives through love of self, awakening our intuition and aligning with our true authentic self to change our thought process and our lives. Dallas and I discuss equanimity and balance as well as his yoga training. Dallas teaches us how life can change when we become our true authentic selves the importance of allow and choice, as well as intuitive insight and manifestation in our lives. Here is Dallas Colomer. Thank you for joining us today at Conversations to Inspire. I am here with Dallas Colomer, who is an intuitive and has a business called Dallas James LLC, where he is an intuitive personal coach and offers intuitive readings. Thank you for joining us today, Dallas. Absolutely, Teresa. Teach us a little bit more about your business and what you offer. Sure. Basically, what I do is um, offer intuitive readings. Some people will call it psychic. I gravitate away from that name um, only because it's not always getting a psychic reading. Some people shy away from that, that term. It really is based upon intuition and taking a deeper look into uh, what is occurring for people. And I found that just telling people how I saw things unfolding, we both know that the universe, we're making, we're continually making choices Absolutely. that affect how the world unfolds around us, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that psychic intu- imprint intuition isn't always what's important. Sometimes the question that a individual is asking, they may be asking the wrong question. And so they want advice on how do I proceed with my career? How do I fall in love? Will this person reach out to me and call me? Will I get the promotion? And I think what I discovered in my years doing uh, intuitive readings is that that wasn't the question. They may have had blocks or been looking over something that was more important. Um, So I focus more on intuition, Mm -hmm. um, my intuitive impressions, and trying to offer advice or clarity, asking several questions during a reading that allows them to kind of come to a conclusion themselves um, based on the impressions that I'm getting from them. And I'm sure a lot of people come to you and they don't even know truly what to ask, but they're seeking because they have um, maybe like an emptiness or they have a a worry or concern or there's something overwhelming to them and they are seeking help. And they come to you just to say, I, you know, I don't even know where to turn. 
Can you at least give me some guidance, like maybe some from the spiritual realm or something beyond what I can see and feel? Just help. It, that's it exactly. And that recently I started offering intuitive personal coaching. I worked as an intuitive reader and got my start doing tarot readings. So I still do those. So I offer th all three of those in my business, but gravitated more towards intuitive personal coaching to kind of uncover and get to the point where people start to do the work themselves, so to speak, tap into their own intuition, grow intuitively and manifest, recognize and manifest positive change in their lives, but still see the importance of meeting people at the level they're at. Mm -hmm. So I still offer an intuitive reading, which is typically 30 minute to one hour session. And also I still offer tarot readings where when we talked earlier about those impressions, what do the cards say? Um, for those people that need the imagery that just want to ask specific questions and see where they're at, um, that's an option for them as well too. You had mentioned that you are with the, the intuition. Are you yes. able to teach other people how to tap into their own tuition? Yes. Technically, that's a part of the coaching process. I think it happens naturally and organically. Mm -hmm. Anytime you have a conversation with somebody where love, compassion, and the intent is understanding, I think it naturally happens where your intuition comes into play. We're, we're all intuitive. Mm -hmm. We all have this ability to draw in ideas or impressions or recognize what's important. Um, so yes, I think that just naturally happens organically. Once you start coming to a point where you start to honor and respect yourself. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Right? And be aware that that even exists and that that is a possibility. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Then it starts to happen more naturally where people will start to recognize the signs, trust in themselves. And that's a big one, that's right? A, yeah. Yeah. My eyes lit up when you said that <laughs> trust in yourselves. Yes. Yes. Because otherwise you can hear it and, and dismiss it. Yes. Or you allow the, the conscious mind to take over. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm just seeing what I want to see, or I'm just, but that's the whole point with intuition. It involves a level of faith, but it also involves the choice where you need to allow yourself to recognize that the, the conscious mind is the pilot to your subconscious. Your subconscious is aware of the world and environment around you. Physical that, world. Yeah, your consciousness is where it's your five senses, right? It's very aware of the world around you and it's very logical. Your subconscious is where on a deeper level, the things we can't see, that spiritual realm, it's more of a spiritual impression. And it's also the key to what manifests our reality. Quantum physics teaches us that the universe is made up of thought, not made up of matter. So if anyone has done, and this is very... Simply put, I know there's a lot to quantum physics that, and I don't claim to understand all of it, but boiling it down to simple terms, there was an experiment done where they sent these very small particles at a board. They kept registering in a certain way, you know, hitting the board in a certain way. And the times that somebody was in there and actually observing the experiment, it changed every single time. And what that did is it teaches us that the universe is made up of thought and not just matter because the very, your very presence, the very act of you observing something 
changes it. Were the people that were present, were they intentionally trying to direct where the particles would go or were they just observing innocently? That's a great question. And my in my understanding of it is that they were just observing. And just the just fact that they were it. there watching it and that it, it affected the energy. Correct. Mm-hmm. It affects the energy and it affected the outcome. And that to me is, and we can see that in life. Once we open up to that, once we open up to our intuition, Absolutely. We, we begin to see that unfold where if you allow for possibilities and allow for the magic in the universe, um, that's why people pray. It's why people meditate. It helps to quiet the conscious mind so the subconscious can do what it needs to and the conscious mind can stop offering clatter. I call it that monkey brain. It's yes. Like chitter chatter, constant narration. Exactly. Yeah. And it affects how your conscious mind is manifesting for you. So if and and that is your intuition, your your or your subconscious mind is manifesting for you. you that that's where your intuition comes from is your subconscious. There's a relationship between consciousness and subconsciousness, and recognizing that relationship and putting energy in towards it, where we allow ourselves to slow down the thoughts in our conscious mind, so that we're offering clear direction to our subconscious. And then that's also where when we slow down that mind, the subconscious offers back that advice, the insight, the intuition, or allows us to perceive physically as a sign what we may have been missing, whether it be you're manifesting something and you read about it in the paper, or you're trying to manifest a relationship and suddenly are inspired to download a dating app. And once you download that dating app, it unfolds and you trust it and move forward. And then that's where things start to... And then incredible happens. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like just allowing yourself to open up to God, the universe, and having them um, have sovereignty over your life. Because I feel like it is it is already written, if you want to say. It is already available. And you just have to allow yourself to open up to be able to tap into all that the universe wants to provide for you. All Correct. that God wants to be able to give to you. Yes. Yeah, in abundance. I'm glad you brought up that clarity. And because I was going to ask you that, the difference between conscious and subconscious, because I feel like a lot of people don't even understand that dichotomy. And they they don't realize, they, they think that the conscious brain is the only thing that is there inside their head. And they don't realize that you can quiet that and through meditation or other practices that you were talking about, and then really dive into the subconscious where it is the true you, where your subconscious is your relationship with much more than just this physical realm, but with God and the spiritual realm. Yes. And so I'm glad you clarified that. On your website, I'm yes. going to pull up your website because I love what you wrote. Give me just a moment. Sure. Um, the dynamic relationship between the conscious and subconscious mind that helps to form our reality. Too often, we neglect to nurture this relationship and allow our conscious mind to pilot our subconscious mind without appropriate awareness and intention. Yeah. Yeah, So I feel like we go through the day-to-day mundane life, you know, thinking about job, family, work, where you got to be, what time, you know, the logistics, and you just forget so much is deeper. And if you can quiet that, just to dive into the subconscious. Yeah. 
I recently had a conversation with a friend who took a vacation and she ended up in a very quiet town in California and stepped away from work. And the conversation was, I realized that this ABC that I was working towards isn't actually even what I want. And I want XYZ. I I can't believe I didn't see that. And that is that true relationship where when she allowed her conscious mind to slow down a little bit, her subconscious mind, her intuition, her true self, her true self was able to come through and bring clarity into her life. So instead of everyone coming to me all the time, of course, I am here to coach and help and nurture. But instead of everyone coming to me all the time, that's where intuitive personal coaching comes into play, that let's teach more people to get to that level where they can recognize my mind's racing and my thoughts are not manifesting what my true heart's desire is. Truthfully, why I started the business is I felt very blessed at where I am in my life. And what do you do when you feel blessed? You give back. Share. It recently popped into my head when your cup is overflowing, pour it into somebody else's, mm. right? Share right. it with somebody else. So that's kind of, that. that is the intent behind my business. The I feel so blessed And I'm so in awe of the magic of the universe and our active role and participation in it. We are these beautiful beings that play an active part of it. I I teach yoga and I'm sure my students are really tired of hearing me say it, (laughs) but there's a posture in the class that's called star pose. And for anyone who's done yoga, they understand it. It's simply arms up and it's a standing position where you're in an X, your arms are up and your legs are spread. And and it's one of my favorite positions because it's a position of vulnerability where you're trusting the world around you. You're allowing yourself to be open to the world around you. But the name of the posture, the star pose is so important as well. That asana what it says is you're part of the universe, right? Mm. And when we look at a night sky out in this beautiful countryside, if you were to look at the night sky, you would see a ton of twinkling, brilliant lights, right? These stars up there. And that's what makes it beautiful, the participation of all of them, right? We don't Mm. focus just on one of them. It's a participation of all. And that's what I want to remind the students of in, in that posture that, that's your world around you. The world is beautiful because we're all here. We all shine. We're all a part of it. And we never know who's following our light. Think about, let's use the North Star as an example. You know, we talk about following the North Star, but you never know who may be seeing your light and following your light or being inspired by your light or wishing on your your light, the light that you radiate. That's an important role in the world. That's interesting. That's awesome. And we all share that. I can just see your eyes light up when you're passionate and talk about that. It's fantastic. And I love it that you had gone back again to saying that you know, the the world and the universe is out there. And I feel like sometimes this physical plane, like, isn't our true self, that it's, it is the spiritual world and it is our soul and it is our spirit. And this is just where we are experiencing life. But yeah. this isn't like the end all be all. The end all be all is our spiritual soul beings from the other side. Yeah. And what you had said about your cup flowing over and you just being so grateful for all the abundance in life. I feel like that's why I started this podcast too, is because with all the blessings and the beautiful life I have, I'm thinking, I want other people just to get a glimpse and maybe to inspire hope 
or to inspire other people just to start looking into more than just the day-to-day grind and the daily routine, but to really seek, you know, that self-growth and that, seek that spiritual journey. Yes. Seeking. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you started your podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect um, and perfect for you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. When you were talking about the subconscious mind and the conscious mind, why is it that the conscious mind just overrules the subconscious? Is it because I feel like the subconscious is our true self and then the conscious mind just jumps in and most people don't even realize that it is just overrunning your true self. Why, why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. And, and how does that happen? And to teach the listeners like the, the duality between the two. And then what can we do to start listening more to our subconscious and our intuition? Sure. So starting with the explanation for a theory on why our conscious mind overrules our subconscious, I think part of it is training. Right. We from birth, from childhood, from yes, childhood. Yes. the way society approaches. Right. We even now we give a little bit more attention to items that don't necessarily foster the use of our subconscious. Art would foster your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Music would foster your subconscious. It pulls from a different side of your brain right. that is not necessarily logical when painters paint. It's, it's more of an intuitive, more of a subconscious kind of practice. Mm-hmm. that The creative side. It mm-hmm. is. That they then become consciously aware of as they place it either on... Oh, on the medium. On the medium, yeah. correct. It, part of it, and now, even now, we seem to be gravitating away from putting energy and importance in those aspects. Yes. We teach logic. We teach listening to your mind and uh, we approach that in life in terms of, well, that doesn't make sense or we'll say those things even to ourselves. We get caught up in our minds, in our conscious minds. And then once the conscious stops listening to the subconscious, it's kind of like it spirals, right? So our conscious mind is looking for, it's repeating the same stuff. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? The loop. Yeah, It is. It loops. And then what's the subconscious do? It creates it. It helps manifest it and bring that into your reality. It just is a cycle, which is a great point to step into how do we start to create that relationship? Mm -hmm. How do we recognize? And I think that word right there is... I think we even talked about it a little bit earlier today in terms of becoming aware, right? Being conscious and allowing ourselves to recognize our thoughts. Are they healthy or not healthy? Are they positive or not positive? Allowing ourselves to take out I can't or it won't or will it. Will this happen or that happen? It's really about making a conscious choice Mm -hmm. of allowing your thoughts. The subconscious doesn't hear negative. So if you say, I don't want this, I don't want to get sick, all it hears is sick, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. read into the other part of it, just hears sick, 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 sick. So we we just need to be more conscious and aware. And once we start to become, we give some credence into how could that thought be manifesting into my reality? Or this is what I'm experiencing. How could I possibly be co-creating it? Mm-hmm. What, what choices am I making? What thoughts am I holding that could be creating that? You ask the question, the subconscious is going to give you an answer, right? Because right. you just asked. So somehow you'll get an answer, whether it be an article or a conversation with a friend or a thought in your own head, like that clarity will come through. 
you ask the question, it'll give you an answer. But that goes back to our chatter. If we're all over the board, then we're getting all kinds of different answers and all kinds of different reactions from the universe. We're not even recognizing what is. Because we're co-creating, essentially co-creating chaos. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And with your gift. Yes. Which I'll dive into later. Like, how did you recognize that? With your gift, are are you able to recognize within other people maybe their more true self that you're or or what do you do that you can tap into that and offer intuitive coaching what is it that you feel or see when you're with someone that's a great question it i'll be honest that it varies from person to person because there's always a respect given to where an individual is at it would be a struggle for me to say well this is always what happens this is always what i see or this is how you always do something because here again I don't want to restrict it. I want the universe to offer. Mm. Typically before, especially, well, my intuitive readings, I would always do a prayer and I would ask for clarity for both individuals, myself and the person sitting in front of me, and that everything shared would be to serve their higher good. So here it goes again towards, it's a struggle to answer a question when that's not the question they should be asking, Mm. right? Okay, right. Well, so-and-so call me back. Do they love me? Well, but if that's not the question, the question may be, why is it a question? If there was true love, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you have the confidence? Do you love yourself enough to trust that you're worthy of love? So you could see where it can get... I'm nodding my head. Absolutely. Yeah. All the dynamics are, are very different from individual to individual. And I try to meet somebody where they're at. So, and I don't try to pry. Do I always get a sense of an impression? Most likely. I typically try to dive into it as a question and allow them kind of to draw it out. So there'll be an impression where it's like, that's more to help draw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just honest and very, especially in intuitive readings, I'm very just, that's in general. If I meet somebody on the street, it's a regular conversation. I'm not prying, but if there's something that seems important, I'll find myself listening to that subconscious will feed me a, a question that is in line with where they are at or something that may be relevant within their life. Does that make sense? Yes, because you're getting the impression and you want them to be able to express it. Correct. So you're going to just maybe ask a question or direct the conversation so that they can start talking and conversing about it and then maybe discovering for themselves what it truly is. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, as an example, I have a coach, business coach. I just reached out and said, hey, thinking about you. Hope everything's well. And the immediate response was, did you know we had a fire yesterday? And I said at our house and I said, no, I didn't. But that's the point where it's like, well, it's a little intrusive if it's like, hey, what just happened? <laughs> so it's just those kind of Stop impressions. On me, right? Exactly. And no, I did not know. It was just you something told me something. to ask the question right. that it it would naturally happen and there would be sharing if I could just open a doorway. And mm-hmm. the simplest way to open the doorway is just to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, in an intuitive reading, since they're coming to me, there is a little bit more, I'm going to call it a push, where I envision a figure eight of energy. Mm. Um, so we're exchanging and sharing energy at the same time, hopefully love and comfort 
to allow them to feel at ease. And then just remaining aware of what, and again, it's for their higher good. So it's impressions from the universe or my subconscious that, hey, this is relevant. I once had a client and it was relevant about health. And I said, so I get the impression your right knee is very red. Can you tell me what's going on there? And he's like, oh my gosh, that's so weird you say that. <laughs> it's always so strange that I say the things that I say. <laughs> that's but um, because this just happened or this is where I'm at with that. So it's it's very organic. It's very natural. And it's it, to me, it's always profound and magical. And it really provides, it meets people where they're at. It provides what's really important, right? We don't need distinct answers because that's not what we're all really actually looking for. If you're asking a question about it, it's because we're struggling to come to terms with something. We're struggling to become whole. If you're stuck in, I don't know what to do with my career. I don't know what to do with love. I don't know where to move. I don't know about my health. All of those questions really mean you're you're struggling with your intuition, your spiritual coming to self. Because once you achieve and build upon that relationship between conscious and subconscious, those questions become answered. And then you're coming to me for a different approach where it's about sharing and excitement and reinforcing and learning new tips and becomes a different type of coaching. And and that's a beautiful part about it too, because every time somebody revisits me and shares something that they realize and come to terms with, et cetera, they're reinforcing it, right? By sharing their story with me, they're reinforcing it and manifesting more of the same. And it'll just naturally begin to- Unfold. Unfold, yeah, exactly. You've seen it. Um, even in your own life. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like so many times people probably come to you not knowing what to ask, just feeling like anxious is, I always feel like anxiety is such a overused word lately, but just feeling maybe discontent or just unrest within their heart or within their soul. And they don't know. So they're probably outwardly directing it at my job, my relationship, my, you know, logistically, where am I moving to where, where, what is my future? What do you see? So they're reaching out to you just for like, almost like reassurance and guidance, but it's it's not that physical, tangible thing that is most likely truly at the root of it. That's like the, as you say, manifestation, or it's like the, uh, the representation of the deeper thing. But I feel it's that deeper, deeper thing that they really are coming to you for. And that's where you can help is to maybe redirect them or to allow allow them to maybe dive deeper or even to recognize that the subconscious is working on that. And Correct. that that is where where the unrest comes from correct again i just like this this physical world that we're in it's just it isn't the end all be all it's so much more of your personal heart and your personality and your not even personality but your your spirit and your soul yes yeah absolutely and that's a brilliant way to put it Teresa. and, and it's absolutely accurate i often have explained in the past the the way it transitioned. If we think about like the physical world being an ice cube, mm-hmm. um, and then transition 
it changes, it begins to melt, mm. but then it transitions again and becomes vapor, right? And Steam. the unseeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still the same water. It What was there just didn't disappear or become nothingness. So to your point, we don't become nothingness. <laughs> right. right. The physical right. may go somewhere, but that spiritual essence that it's continues eternal. on, it is. It's yeah, eternal. it is. Mm-hmm. I love that though, the ice, water, vapor. I mean, yeah. it is, it is H2O always and it is unchanging. It's just its form and how we see it and how we recognize it changes, but it is the same. Yes. Well, and that brings us into this idea of when we talk about that transition or how people perceive life, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people perceive positive, negative. Right. And they see it as two different elements, two totally different things, and they don't understand it's all the same energy. Mm. It's just opposite ends of the spectrum. So there really isn't anything that is cold. There is no such thing as cold. It's an absence of heat. So when it's all the same energy, but when it gets reduced, we call that cold because there's very little heat. And then as it warms up, then it's called heat, but it's all the same energy that we're measuring. That's positive and negative too. That's really great. Yes. And some people are saying that we are in this life, this human experience to experience the opposites and that everything has an opposite. But what if there was no such thing. Like you just said, what if there were no opposites? What if it is all one and it is all unity and it, it just is? And that is what we're here to experience, is Correct. to learn, is that it is. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That's actually a great I, analogy. I, so the conscious will come in and say, because it wasn't what I expected, it was negative. Mm-hmm. Or our conscious will come in and say, well, this sucks, Right. And and I'm not the down, conscious, not the subconscious. The, the, conscious, the conscious comes in and yes, says and, and judges this, it and puts it in the compartment. Exactly, and and I'm not downplaying the emotion that gets involved in right. some very serious things that happen to people. I'm not downplaying that at all. But the reality is, at some point, we choose to find the other end of the spectrum. That yes, I went through a lot of emotion. Yes, this was not something that was pleasant, but here's what I gained. Here's the positive, because there usually is a dynamic, whether it's a new relationship was formed, a new level of respect for ourselves, um, something new we're offering out to the universe. There, There can be a choice to find positive moments or positive energy in it that then raises the vibration. Yes, awesome. Yeah. And all energy and everything is energy and is yeah. a vibration and is resonating at a certain frequency. Yeah. Everything. I mean, like this table, it's solid. It feels solid. But it's if you look at it on the atomic level, it's mostly empty space. It just is our perception, again, in the conscious realm of what it is and how we perceive it. If our subconscious is like our true self, mm-hmm. and if it is our, our center, why is that? Or how can we come back and and find that and how can we i don't know like quiet the conscious or quiet the chatter but how can we focus more on that subconscious and that intuitive level and the spiritual level and make and almost like live from that as our as our center as our point of center and coming out 
That's a great question. I would say the start is one word, love. Mm, yes. So if we can come to a place of approaching things with love, mostly ourselves, that's the perfect start to getting back to allowing ourselves to connect and form the relationship between conscious and subconscious, our spiritual energy. We all do it. The way we speak to ourselves is not very kind right. in our heads. And our, the judgments we have and the thoughts that we have are not very kind at all. We almost and speak to ourselves worse than we would speak to others if it, we were actually having a verbal dialogue. That's the whole point. And yeah. somehow accept that. Yeah. Somehow that's that's okay. Okay. And at some point, I hope everyone stops to say, would I say that to somebody else? There is no way I would say that. Look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm so fat. Would you ever utter those words to someone else? Mm -mm. No. You would never say, I'm so stupid, I'm so fat, at all to anyone else. Right. Why is it tolerable to say those things to yourself? It, the answer is it's not. It's not tolerable. But we need to recognize that those are the thoughts that are running through our heads. And we need to allow ourselves to recognize and understand that they're not private. We are hearing them. Mm. <laughs> so your subconscious is hearing it. Your, even your conscious is observing it. Like it, you can't have a thought without it being observed. That's the power of subconscious. It pushes a thought forward so that you can observe it. That's the beginning. Love yourself enough to say that was very unkind. I'm very happy with who I am, or however you want to phrase it, that is more kind and more gentle, more loving to yourself. And that's that's the start to getting the connection rolling. And once you start that, and I may be jumping ahead, but getting started on awakening to your intuition, bridging that gap between consciousness and subconsciousness, becoming more intuitively aware, aligned with your destiny, which is, or your, I guess, yeah, it, it, just more aligned with who you truly are and what you have to offer to the world. It all starts in there. Yeah. And we just need to remember that's baby steps. Everyone wants, I shouldn't say everyone, a majority of us, when we think about starting something, it's all in. I want to become more healthy, so I'm going to join a gym and work out five days a week and make sure it's an hour, and I'm going to stop eating all these junk foods, and they're all in. All or nothing. Mm -hmm. And the truth of it is, is that if that's not realistic approach, a realistic approach is to say, I'm going to start walking 15. If you're not exercising at all, I'm going to walk 15 minutes a day. Instead of having a snack at 8 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock, I'm not going to have it or changing it. Like instead of a bag of chips, I'm going to eat carrots at that time. And then it, it's making the conscious effort to make realistic changes. Yeah, just small baby steps. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be everything all at once. It's true. No. Correct. And I feel like when you're talking about self-love too, that also applies to just even tapping into knowing that you are one with God, the universe source. Yes. And that you are inherently wonderful and perfect and loved. And just being able to be open to accepting that as your reality here now within this human existence. Yeah. And being able to understand that you are already everything you need to be. You yeah. have access to everything in this tremendous universe of love. Yes, that's a great point. And it is 
proof of how intuitively aware you are because we are a part of the universe, God, similar to traits you carry down, right? When we talk about the physical manifestation from our parents to us, we all recognize we carry traits, Mm -hmm. right? Blue eyes, color of our hair. We're products of a divine energy, God, whatever, whoever that divine energy is for you, we're products of that divine energy. As products of them, we carry down those traits. So we carry that that energy of the universe of God in us. And that's that ability to co-create the world around us. The world was created, correct? Right? So whatever your beliefs, right? right? Nobody is is arguing that the universe doesn't actually exist, that life didn't come into form. We may struggle and not agree on how it did, but we all agree it did. Mm-hmm. We're all a part of it. And we all have that energy, that same energy of how it all is being created. And that's, is some call it the soul. We talk about it today in terms of subconscious mind that is basically that approach mm-hmm. to your spiritual being, your spiritual energy that's aware of things going on that we aren't necessarily ready to become consciously aware of yet, but we're growing into it. And we've proven that over, if we just reflect back about how much we've grown as a society and a people, we're becoming more aware and our subconscious, we are listening to the subconscious. We are growing. Science is going to help prove yes yes a lot. If you're going back to even quantum physics studies yes, correct they almost have proven the existence of the soul and spirit yeah yeah it's it's and it's going to continue you know as we become as we listen to subconscious it like you said you had a brilliant point it's already out there so it's just becoming aware of it and like tapping into it. tapping into it and then you'll find these scientists these brilliant scientists we've seen it already coming up with these theories and these ideas well that's because the knowledge is out there it's ready to be seen it just needs the right individual to see it and be ready to see it and once it is that's when we're going to start to prove more and more what we're capable of on a spiritual subconscious uh level that is awesome mm-hmm that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Can you do a little bit of your backstory and how you found out that you had this gift of intuition? Share with our listeners your sure. story. The very first time I actually even became aware of psychics was a fair in West Bend. And I just happened to open the newspaper. In Wisconsin. Yeah, West Bend, Wisconsin. And I just happened to open the newspaper and it was advertised. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I'm like, I'm going to go and check it out. How old were you at the time? How old was I? 30 ish. I think I was in my 20s, early 20s. You and I are almost the same age. So I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think I was in my early 20s. I went to this psychic fair and I loved it, had a psychic reading, thought it was pretty interesting. And started to explore and read more. And quite honestly, the more I read, the more it explained my life. So you had had inklings before, but maybe didn't recognize them. I had no clue that's what it was, Ah. that it was what potentially was going on. And then as I read more, it helped to clarify some of the feelings that I was having and struggles that I was having. 
in terms of all of that, like the feels and why certain people I couldn't relate to and some people, it it just explained a lot. And I started to, I decided I was going to go into a business and I wanted to join in on this. So I started, I purchased merchandise and crystals, incense, tarot cards, et cetera. And I went to the fairs and was selling merchandise at these intuitive fairs, psychic fairs. Several of the psychics were coming up to me and saying, do you do you know how psychic you are, how intuitive you are? Really? So they could perceive it. So they saw it before couldn't. I did. So I started doing tarot readings for them, just passing time, fun, okay. et cetera. And that's where it grew. It, most of my life then was built on intuition. Like everything that's happened after that, some level or not. I got my job for that I was at for 20 years because of intuition. I opened the paper. I met my ex-wife, um, which we understand now why she's my ex because I also came out due to intuition and starting yoga and it's just everything is unfolded because I was willing to listen and perceive and um, so anyway as I was doing uh, the psychic fairs the intuitive fairs I was doing readings and discovered I really liked it people were coming back to me and telling me I can't believe how accurate it was or here is where faith and trust come into play. Like just knowing you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. The reading, I often would say, I don't always know if it's accurate. I will share information, say this is what I perceive, and this is where I perceive it going based on where you're at right and, now. And all that you're doing is tapping into that energy that's present at that exact moment. So Correct. of course it might change. Of course it might fluctuate Correct. as things progress. And, and I would always say, Usually my readings are like within the next six months. Like okay. this is what I perceive. There are some things that we set into place that will be years from now that we've already, we talked about the relationship. Our conscious mind is the pilot to the subconscious and manifests and make, and the subconscious manifests and makes it reality. So sometimes we already make a decision that it's done. Consciously, we've made it, we've released it, it's in our subconscious, it's going to happen. Those things may come up and I'll be like, hey, at some point, this is where I see it. Oh, you. Wow. But to your point, the majority of it is a little bit more cluttered, where I usually say within the next six months, that's how I see things unfolding. Because to your point, that's where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And I went to, at one of the fairs, I sat down to have reading myself and the intuitive in front of me said, I'm really nervous. And I looked at her and said, why? And she said, because you have a reputation of being spooky accurate. Oh. And I'm really nervous about giving you a reading. That was the first time that that was re- more of a like an anchor. Like, huh, all right. So not only does that one client or that client reaffirm or confirm what I had to say, Here's this intuitive that apparently has heard from other people that my impressions were right on track. Yeah. And it, like I said, That's you don't story. always know because things are unfolding or people just are uncomfortable sharing or they just don't get into the point of reaffirming. Maybe because they trust that you trust it, right? Oh, yeah. So if I say something, they don't feel like they need to reaffirm me because I'm reaffirming them. Right. (laughs) But unless I get that feedback, 
it's it's really know. truly it's trust and faith. It's yeah. just regardless of where it is, it's their reading, right? It's it's for them. I'm not doing it for me. It's for them. So I'm just going to relay what I know as honestly and accurately as I can and put it out there and try to keep my conscious mind out of judgment or interpretation. So if I get an impression or a feeling, it's not my job to judge it. Mm -hmm. If someone asks me, can you tell me more about me and where I'm at? And I say, well, love is unfolding. And while it's unfolding, there's still a level of the preconditioned ideas from your past playing a role. If I say that, it's not up for me to judge or interpret. That is an impression that's shared. And now it's up to that individual to take a moment and say, okay, what do I need to do with this? Where, how can I become a more aware or use this, right? It's right. not up to me to judge it right. or... And they're or, the one that, that can place that or compartmentalize it into where correct. it fits. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when you're seeing or perceiving something about someone's, maybe their energy or their, their, um, their subconscious or their soul... Is it that it's almost like a fluid that you can just like glean little pieces of energy? Or how is it in your heart, in your <laughs> mind when you're tapping into that? Anybody that would listen to this podcast who has had a reading with me or sat with me before will recognize or understand that it is always different for every individual. So your perception... So, even what you're feeling is different. Yes. Okay. And the, I also, I took several years off a break, I guess, so to speak, from doing any intuitive work, any readings, because there was a level of healthy skepticism in me mm. as well. How am I doing this? What What am I supposed to be doing? What is the impression? You know, wow. I felt that in order to be the best service, I should be able to explain it. I should be able to control it. Oh boy, and that's not happening. That is not happening <laughs> at all. And that's that's what I became aware of. That it's it. I like how you said fluid. Um, it is fluid. So I don't claim to be a medium. Those who speak to people on the other side, however, I have had conversations and relayed that information mm. to individuals. So sometimes people come through. Sometimes Spirits people come comes through. through. Sometimes people, uh, spiritual energy, um, spirit guides, angels, sometimes it's very hard facts. Like, here's here's what's going on. Boom, boom, boom. This is going to happen. This is how it's going to unfold, etc. I had someone reapproach me for a reading after years, and I would say about the same, maybe eight years, ten years. Mm -hmm. And the reason they reapproached me is they discovered a tape because I recorded their conversation and they discovered a tape. And in that, I said, I love where you're at right now, teaching. However, I don't see that ultimately being it. For some reason, whatever, like life will teach you why. I mean, you'll grow into understanding it. True. I'm just telling you that I don't see that. She put it away. And disregarded it. Like I said, people have to make the determination for themselves what they do with that information. So she disregarded it and thought nothing of it. And years later, stopped herself and said, I'm not happy. I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? And 
stopped doing it all together and teaching. then discovered, yeah, teaching and then discovered this tape and was like, oh my god. And gosh. it was a tape of the recording of your session Correct. with her? Okay. Correct. And then reached back out to me and was like, I just need you to know, and can I set up another appointment, which we did. It's okay. all very fluid. Sometimes it's very specific, like, this is what I see, uh-huh. and I don't claim to have all the answers. I will tell you how I feel if I get an impression of something or if I get a sense of somebody on the other side. And I try just to share it very openly, honestly, and it's up to the individual to to do the interpretation and figure out how to use that knowledge. Yeah, that's so cool. And I want to ask you about some of your stories, too. Like, if you've had any pivotal moments where you were able to pull some information through, maybe with a reading with somebody or even possibly with yourself, where all of a sudden you just had this, like a, a success story almost, where this person was able to change or if you were able to change, just something where you took something from the other side, brought it into this side, the physical realm, and where you were... It a success story. Yeah. Or just like profound stories. Profound stories. So I think some of them are what we spoke about already. Okay. Right? Where individuals will, sometimes it occurs in a session where people are open and honest enough to be, to, to say, oh my gosh, that's, yeah, I can't believe you know that. Um, it's sometimes I get the impression that, and some and individuals have shared with me that it was just hard for them to accept, accept, and to be able to say yes, that's accurate. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, whether it was, it, yeah, sometimes facing the truth isn't always easy. Absolutely. And sometimes having an individual recognize you or see you on that level Mm, it's like totally exposed is very it can become very uncomfortable for people Mm -hmm. so they just that's it they'll hear it but they're not going to respond they're not able to at that point they're probably not at a place in their lives where they're able to correct so yes i've had some people come to me and say, remember how you said this, or even during the session, Mm -hmm. where they're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's absolutely accurate. Um, I've had clients come to me where I'm like, something with their health, and just know that they're they're being taken care of, and then come back to me and say, yes, this happened. They were diagnosed with cancer or heart attack, or depending on what I felt or what the issue was. Uh, knee and knee surgery, different things like that, where people, it's usually, I can only determine success by response. When someone comes back to me and gives me feedback after years, more of the, I guess, more of the instant feedback happens in conversations with friends, where they're just like, you mentioned before how I light up where I'll say something and there's an impression and it's a conversation, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like a reading, um, but it's just an impression or a conversation. And you can just see that something just shifted in them. And they became aware of their role in that dynamic and how it was unfolding. So that simple conversation just became something different. I uh, Earlier this week, I had a conversation with my best friend. And 
there were a couple times in the conversation she's like, oh, oh, I need to write that down. <laughs> so she pauses the whole conversation to write down the impression. And that's the instant feedback that that I'm listening and I'm trying to I'm trying to awaken them or pull them okay. into a different level of awareness. Or or just I shouldn't even say pull them. I'm just trying to 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 coach them into a different uh, level of awareness. Thank you for bringing that up, the coaching. So, yeah. Because you're able to get perceptions or feelings, you call them the feels yep. from people. How do you turn that into your coaching practice? That, I think it's exactly the same process. I think as someone when someone approaches me for coaching, they recognize that there may be, it's more than just a question. They're looking, there's more of a dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. So it will start automatically start with a small assessment, like how do you rate how you're feeling in these different areas, relationship, job, finances, health, etc. And then they gauge those. And that begins the thought process. Am I happy? And where am I most happy? So it begins that process. And then from there, we would get into a list of like, just conversation starters that would be kind of like opening the doorway. Then we get into more of the coaching session, impressions that come along with it, that the intuition comes into play with me recognizing that what, what you're focusing on, where, you're in, where your vision is, where your conscious thoughts are, aren't really the root of the problem. So are you able to pull that out in conversation? So when you're Correct. doing your coaching, do, can you do them in person and over like Zoom or over the phone? Correct. Yes. Awesome. And so are you able to then to give immediate feedback and then like start a conversation? Correct. Okay. So that as that is unfolding, you're still offer able to offer insight to just even um, like problem solve or find solutions? Correct. Immediately? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it, exactly that. It's coaching. So, But you like have the inside scoop. Kind of. Exactly. It's it's being able to see something on a different level that they're not willing to see at the time themselves. And nobody so. else can see it either because, well, I shouldn't say nobody else, but most other people can't see it because it is beyond this physical realm. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like you have cheat codes. <laughs> I got the cheat codes. Come to me. I love that. I love that. Um, so yeah, and it just, it yes, it's, it's coaching them into changing where they're conscious thoughts are focused so that they can change their life. That's really what the intuitive personal coaching is. So they can achieve success and balance and however they determine their successes mm -hmm. for them or that's what, what success is for them. Yes. Cause I want our listeners to understand that maybe they can call you, they can book something with you and they can use your tools, your cheat codes, your guides to make their life more fulfilling, more balanced, more content, happiness, joy, but that you are able to offer them insight beyond what anyone else can see Correct. to be able to just maybe nudge them down a certain path or help them to understand or to see that path themselves. Correct. Okay. That's yeah. fantastic. The, the best way to teach is by example, right? Intuitive personal coaching, it isn't just about saying, here's what's going to happen because we have a potential for something better, right? And let's share that with you. Like some people are very stuck. 
very yes. lot of negative stuff. So they could come and be like, I can't fall in love and this happened, that happened, and is life ever going to get better? And this happened. Yes. And it's not to downplay that things, yes, life happens, mm -hmm. right? But they're so stuck in that, that as a psychic, why would I want to keep sharing like more of that? Like, yeah, this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen with health. And I see something with your car. And mm. to me, that was not fulfilling at all, especially when I know we have the power to do better, yes. to change our lives, that to tap into something much more magical yes. and dynamic. That's what I want to share. I want to share that to awaken and possibly coach through that success, finances, love, that's for everyone. There's an abundance out there. We're not running out of spiritual energy. We're just not. It's there. I read once that the world has like, a, or the universe has an escrow account for you. <laughs> and it is beyond what you could ever imagine. You just yes. have to, it's there for you. You just have to figure out a way to tap into it and, and let the negative behind. Well, that's it. Exactly. And people will say, oh, so all of us can have a million dollars and all of us. And first of all, I'm going to say, yes, yes. However, once you start accepting the abundance that's out there, you're going to discover that not everyone wants. I was going to say a million dollars might not be everyone's escrow account. Or needs. Right. That or might not be what you want. That they find contentment yes. and success in an entirely different way. Yeah. And that that's kind of the point. Success and abundance is out there. It's different we, for everyone. It's different for everyone. Perfectly yeah. said. Yeah, some people it's emotional, some people it may be physical, but some people, I mean, it could just be in so many different levels. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I wanted to go back to your website one more time because you had that word okay. equanimity. Yes. And you even just defined it. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes. And how that comes into, and why that was even important to put as a link as part of your business. So we talk about the universe offering mm -hmm. answers and insight. And I knew I wanted to start coaching and was working with a coach, business coach, and on the name and where, how, like, I was, I was stuck myself. Okay. And so she asked me to create a storyboard, which I did, still stuck on a name. Who am I? What do I do? What, what is, I'm not really a psychic. I'm right. I shouldn't say, I, I didn't feel comfortable calling myself a psychic. Okay. Because again, I don't, I felt there was more value in offering intuition, insight, and possibilities than just telling people how things are going to unfold right now. Like knowing, does that make sense? Absolutely. Like how they can grow past, like if there's a block, if there's a block and what you're manifesting right now, I want to tell you what you're manifesting right now. I want to tell you about the block and how you can manifest something better. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I didn't want to call myself a psychic. I was more than just a life coach. Absolutely. I was a little stuck. And then because she's our, our business coach, she had me reading a book. And as I'm reading the book, I was working on this. And then I got to a chapter that talked about equanimity. And the light bulb went on. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I'm an equanimity coach. Because it's about balance. Equanimity, if you read the definition. I was just going to do that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And I'm going to encourage our listeners to visit your website. 
Equanimity, mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in, dif- in a difficult situation, or balance. Correct. It's that ability to, we talked about it a little bit, when the conscious mind creates chaos, mm-hmm. to slow it down, mm-hmm. um, to get past the chaos of the conscious mind and listen to the subconscious, create balance in our life. One of the great things about yoga I am a yoga teacher as well. Good. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to dip into that a little bit too. And RYT 200, that is exactly the whole point of yoga is to slow down your conscious thoughts. And your body in unison at the same time. They're both slow. They can finally like connect. Yes. Yes. You slow your Yes. So basically you in, in yoga, that's exactly what we're achieving is equanimity. We're slowing down and gaining balance. Yeah. While at the same time, you may be challenged. There's certain postures in yoga yes. for anyone that knows yoga, there's certain postures where they're very tough postures, very intense. Or they can even be simple, but just to hold it is correct. Challenge. It's a challenge. Yes. And what yoga teaches us is to breathe through that, yeah. right? To remain calm in the face of what is or could be determined as a struggle, right? To hold the pose or to get into the pose. It teaches us to breathe through that. So what we, and the importance of yoga is what we learn on our mat, we can use off our mat. So then you find yourself, if you are frequently practicing yoga, you find yourself, if you are faced with challenging situations, uncomfortable situations, and postures are uncomfortable, you understand you simply need to breathe through it, mm. right? Mm. You don't have to give up. You don't have to run. It teaches you you can breathe through it. That's all in that that name, equanimity. Um, and Balance. Balance. Mm-hmm. Balance and being able to recognize that not all of life is comfortable, but we can breathe through it all. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. In the stillness. Yep. Just find balance. Correct. Yeah. And then that's when you, that's when you see the positive and you manifest the positive. And you tap into that universal love. Yep. Your intuition, universal love, all of it. Tell me a little bit more about your, your yoga practice. Because yes. you are now an instructor as well. I am okay. uh, RYT 200 uh, for a couple of years now. I went to yoga just as, just went to try it as a different level, like shaking things up, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yep. And I did it and kept going. And so it was an immediate fall in love. It, it wasn't an immediate okay. fall in love because I was terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really bad. Like really I bad. I wish I could have seen that. That would have been a great laugh. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> I'm sure the instructors had a great laugh. Have If anyone knows what hero pose is, do you know what hero's pose is? Yes. So um, it, that was a struggle. Even hero's pose. I couldn't understand how people could sit back on their heels it hurt so bad, flat having the tops of my feet and sitting back on my heels. And I was like looking around at the class and like, how, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, that was a struggle. I'm just, again, it, it wasn't an instant fall in love. Uh-huh. But the more I did it, um, the more I fell in love with it. And 
But what I can say is that through yoga, I had all my epiphanies. Mm-hmm. I've struggled through life, even before this, with um, self-worth, not feeling like I, almost like I was cheating somebody out of the air I was breathing. And that was years and years and years and years, even after working as an intuitive, that I carried that. And it was in yoga that one of my instructors adjusted me, offered me an adjustment. And in that moment... You mean like you're in a pose I'm and in a she posture. came up and she's like, okay, move this leg, this angle. Yes. And in that moment... Correct. Just, it could have been a push of the shoulder or just pulling up the hand a little bit or... In that moment, I felt this wash of energy. You just give me goosebumps again. And a sense of clarity awesome. when we talk about allowing the conscious mind to speak to us yeah. or subconscious mind to speak to us. That's what happened. The subconscious mind spoke to me and it's it allowed me to see that I'm just as beautiful as everyone else. Absolutely. And I'm just as worthy and just as magical. And it did it in a way that my conscious mind couldn't argue with it. It's and like, it believed it. Your conscious mind believed it. Yes. See, I feel like that's that stillness of body matching that stillness of mind. And in that moment, almost, you can have these, as you called it, an epiphany. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's brilliant. That is so cool for you. Okay. Yeah. And I've had several. I Several. That was my first. And then, of course, coming into my, being able to face the truth of my sexual identity um, was the other one. And actually, it stemmed around intuition. Okay. So in the beginning of yoga, you set an intention, right? So here's another example of conscious allowing, asking the question to our subconscious mind. Yep. Conscious mind will answer. So that's, we set an intention at the beginning of yoga classes. And it was really, it was actually, am I psych- intuitive? Am I not intuitive? Am I supposed to do intuition, intuitive work? Am I not supposed to? It was, that was my intention. I, w- I was, my intention was clarity on it, right? Okay. Can I have clarity? Is this the best way to me, for me to give back? Is, am I intuitive and is it the best way to give back? So I'm in this posture and again, an instructor made an adjustment, moved my body in a way that aligned correctly. And I felt that beautiful wash again and the clarity that it doesn't matter if I call myself an intuitive or don't do it or don't do it. The fact isn't going to change that I am intuitive. It just, it's this clarity that's right. Exactly. And the conscious mind believed it. But on the coattails, something unexpected happened, and that was call yourself gay, don't call yourself gay, live it or don't live it. It's not going to change the fact that this is who you are. This is your truth. This is your truth. And I saw it, and I believed it, and since then, accepted it. and And so much probably calmness and contentment from that. Yes, and acceptance and almost probably like self-love and self-acceptance and being like, this is okay. Correct. This is me. It's amazing how much your life changes when you become your authentic self, wow. which is the goal, right? Yes. And I spent years trying to be the best version of me that could never be, wouldn't necessarily really be achieved because I wasn't doing it as my authentic self. Yeah. I just had an epiphany going back to that comment where I felt like I wasn't worthy of that life 
or I was stealing the air, technically, that's because I was not living the correct mm-hmm. life. I was living as someone I wasn't meant to be living as. Mm-hmm. I was essentially stealing the air from myself. If in metaphorically, if we want to talk about like I was drawing energy away from my authentic self, from your authentic self, and right. not allowing myself to live. In which case, no matter how hard I try, there always would have been some form of roadblock, something because I was aware deep down somewhere and just need to become aware of it. Yeah, because your authentic self knows who it is, yes, and what you are, and absolutely. How you are. And when you are trying to almost like push that down and and ignore that and be who you are pretending to be, I use air quotes, but who you think you should be and how you're living. And if that's not in alignment, yes, it it mean it can cause so much, you know, physical ailments and different things. But for you to be able to recognize that and pull that through and then ah, breathe. Okay, this is me. This is a I I am worthy. I'm this is this is what I'm meant to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. And then it's easier th- for things to fall into place. Yes. Yeah. Because you're doing it authentically. Yeah. And that's when you can almost like accept the bounty and the love of the universe because that's finally when you're, you are, I think you're finally willing. You're finally yeah. you have that self love that says you're not, in, you know, the imposter syndrome that, or that you are worthy and that this is your true destiny. This is your true, this is your truth. Yeah. Absolutely. I use the terms allow and choice a lot because that's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, allowing ourselves to pursue, or allowing ourselves to be happy and to love ourselves yeah. and allowing ourselves to see how beautiful and radiant we really truly are yes. and how much the universe really loves us. Yes. As far as conversations to inspire and the title of the podcast. Mm-hmm. What kind of glimmer of inspiration can you offer to our listeners to say, okay, you know, now that we've talked about such a broad, beautiful scope of everything, what yeah. can you offer them as like a little, your cup is overflowing. What can you put in their cup to inspire them to start on this journey of seeking, improving, growing, improving yeah. their own mind, body, spirit connection? To inspire them, I hope the whole podcast, I hope all your podcasts mm-hmm. and just the people, the beautiful people out there that whether they're artists or musicians or intuitives, whoever inspires them, it's, you know, start by focusing on that. Start by focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. Start by focusing on what brings you joy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the inspiration. Do more of what makes you happy. Do more of what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd almost say, don't look to one individual to inspire you. Inspire yourself. I was going to say, don't look to any individual to inspire you. Yeah. Inspire yourself. Inspire yourself. Mm-hmm. Make Recognize that you're in control. Mm-hmm. Allow and choice, right? Um, those two words I referred to before. Allow and choice. You're the inspiration. Take a moment to figure out how beautiful you are. Mm-hmm. And once you figure that out, you're inspired. Right? Mm-hmm. How beautiful and how magical and how radiant you are. That's, I believe, why you started the podcast. You came to this sudden realization of truth that, of how important and radiant and beautiful um, you are, and wanted the opportunity to create 
a safe environment to share not just yourself, but other individuals, because you're a part of this as well, correct? Right? Your brilliant questions, your insight, and even opening up your home and putting the work into this. Thank Um, you, Dallas. Well, (laughs) it's the truth. So again, inspire yourself, look to that and say, I can do this, right? And it, it is my, I don't like to use, I don't like the word entitled. I don't like in, the entitlement of people, but almost like you are entitled to all of these blessings. Yes. And what you said, just accepting it and taking it into your heart and then starting to profess and live that. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. You could take advantage of the, the, you can certainly, the universe is amazing and magical and full of positive energy. Just gravitate towards it, mm-hmm. right? God is all good things. Yeah. God, universe, source. Yeah. Whatever yeah. your belief system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I think it's just important for individuals to recognize that it doesn't happen overnight. Mm, right. Well, it's- it can. Your epiphanies. I, I won't limit it. I won't limit it. <laughs> it, it certainly can happen overnight. If that's your reality and your vision, if that's your manifestation. However, I guess a better expression would be it doesn't have to happen overnight. You are allowed to take baby steps and just continue to focus on one step at a time. Right. Five minutes of meditation while you're washing dishes. It doesn't have to be profound or alter your current schedule, Mm -hmm. just allow yourself to start to quiet your mind a little bit. Allow yourself a couple moments, even if it's just stopping one negative thought a day, or if it's, especially if it's a repetitive thought, we spoke a little earlier, looking in the mirror and uh, saying to ourselves, I'm so fat, like allowing yourself to stop that and giving yourself permission to say something instead, Mm -hmm. such as you have beautiful eyes, like that can be stop that sentence and immediately say back to yourself, you have beautiful, whatever, whatever you want to say, that's a more of a positive tone. So it it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It it can be a process. um, And then for some individuals, that process will unfold quicker. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it will be Exactly that. Yeah. It'll be a practice. And I feel like sometimes you can even just ask, ask the universe, say, okay, I I want to be better. I am, I'm seeking, I, you know, help me, direct me, guide me, you know, just at least point me in the direction, give me a little bit of road signs, you know, help me out here. Yes. I just need a little bit of direction. And then maybe they can come to someone like you or come to you directly and, and, you know, seek your guidance, which would be fantastic. Or they can just start to be more perceptive and more accepting of what is uh, out there for them and be open, be open to receiving it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to cover that we didn't talk about today? Um, Not that I can think of. We covered a lot. (laughs) This is beautiful. This is awesome. And it was so much fun. It's just so good to talk with you and connect with you and, and get a little bit of insight into what you do and how you can help people. Mm-hmm. And then just even your your theories behind it and your understanding and perception of it all. Because your gift is something that you know not everybody has access to. And to get insight to it from your perspective helps all of us to understand more of what is out there for us. Yeah. I've come to a point where 
I've developed gratitude mm, immense gratitude. for who I am. So I, I, I appreciate the, I, the idea or calling it a gift. However, to me, it's just who I am. Mm. And I'm civilly allowed myself to give myself permission to be that individual and discovered that it's not as easy for other individuals. And so it appears more profound when it's all, it's in us all. We talked about that already. We're all intuitive. We, we can all manifest. Um, we can all gain intuitive insight. It may not be as natural for other individuals. Mm-hmm. And it I've may learned, not be as easy to tap into. Correct. And I've learned gratitude that I have that ability. Much like I'm sure artists are very grateful and scientists and doctors are very grateful for the skills that they were given when really it's just who they are and they just allowed themselves to be that individual. Mm-hmm. And allowed themselves to be able to express that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I want our listeners to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us the best way for them to contact you, your webpage, social media, anything at all? And then I'll also put links to these in the show notes. Okay, perfect. So yes, I have a website, which is dallasjamesllc.com. And then you can also find me on Instagram at that same name at Dallas James LLC. Okay. And before we, you know, before we're done, yeah. you offer and you know, your coaching and your, yes. and they can do this online via zoom or set up an appointment. So yeah, correct. walk us through that process. What's the best way that they can um, initiate that process? Sure. So I offer three different services, as I mentioned, intuitive personal coaching, which is coaching that is a series of three different sessions. I also offer what I call an intuitive reading, which is typically a 30 to 30 minute to hour reading um, without the level of coaching. It's a sharing of impressions. There obviously will be some ideas. It's more about the impressions, okay. I guess, like it's the like knowledge. The, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, about what I what I'm picking up from them and foreseeing, um, it gives them the opportunity to ask some questions and uh, that they need insight or direction into. And then, of course, tarot reading. Um, and I do offer tarot card readings as well, which is more about the story the cards are t- telling. Of course, there's a level of my intuitive interpretation with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which but is it key. is. It is. Yes, absolutely. But it is more geared. A tarot reading is more geared um, towards that specific question or idea and the story that the cards are kind of helping to unfold um, for those who like that approach that trust or want to see pictures or something along that lines. And yes, all of it is via um, Google meet. Um, I, I'm in the Madison area, so I could meet at a coffee shop if somebody was interested in that. Um, however, I don't have an office, so to speak. Um, so all of it would be done uh, over the internet via Google Meet. It, the great thing about Google Meet is that it can be recorded and it would instantly get emailed to the recipient, oh, the that's file. Fantastic. So you can record it on your I can end record and it on my end it to the and send it to them so they can that's have a great. recording and reflect back on it. And they can get started simply by either giving me a call or visiting the website. My, the email address is 
on the website, my contact page, essentially. They can send a, a direct email, use the contact page, or give me a phone call okay. and set something up. And that's a beauty because then you're you're reachable nationwide, internationally. People can reach out to you and they do not have to be in close proximity by any means. Correct. Yes. And yeah. the, the spiritual world is not confined to space or time anyway. So you are able to reach people everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so joining. glad you invited me. This is wonderful. I'm, I'm glad our conversation went this way. This is perfect. Thank yeah. you, Dallas. You're welcome. And best of luck on all things. Thank you. This is Conversations to Inspire with your host, Teresa Moore. Join us next week as we explore a different facet of the mind-body-spirit connection. Help promote the show by subscribing and following this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can continue to get incredible guests as we dive further into the mind-body-spirit connection.